Welcome as we move now into secondary markets where after stocks and bonds and other securities are created, they're resold. So secondary markets we can break into two types of markets. We have what we would call a dealer market and we would have what we call an auction market. Now essentially they're the same. This is where stocks are rebought, stocks and securities are rebought and resold, but the way that they operate is a bit different. I want to focus in on the dealer market first. This has some other names. It is also known as an over-the-counter or OTC market. And this market is essentially a network of investment dealers. So what we see on this market then is things such as uh, this is where almost all bonds are traded. This is the NASDAQ as well. And all it is, when we talk about it being a network, is, is, is essentially a computer network. Um, and bonds and stocks are traded back and forth. The other, of course, is our auction market. And this is done on organized exchanges. So when we think about things such as, and some of the exchanges we need to know, things such as the New York Stock Exchange, things such as the Toronto Stock Exchange, or the TSX, things such as the TSX Venture Exchange, things such as the London Stock Exchange. They have a actual trading floor and we are essentially dealing back and back and forth. So the idea here is, is that these organized tr exchanges have what's often referred to as a trading floor. With all of these secondary markets, the, uh, the different markets, and we think more of the organized exchanges than we do perhaps of the dealer markets, but with all of these, we can think that there are listing rules. So rules that a company would have to follow in actually order to actually get their, uh, their uh, stock traded here. As well, there are capital requirements and these exchanges. And again, we would think more about the organized exchanges in this regard. But they have the right to suspend and halt trading. So anytime they can decide that uh, trading will no longer happen with a stock they also have the right to remove a stock or a company from the exchange. How do we know what, how well these markets are performing? Are they doing well or are they doing poorly? 
And what we use to do that is something called an index. So we've got two types of index. We've got a price weighted index and we've got a value weighted index. And what they do is they try and measure the performance of all stocks uh, on a market. So price weighted indexes they sort of take the average price of select stocks and value-weighted takes the average value of select stocks. So to get a sense uh, a bit more of how that that might work, first it's also going to be important to note some of the more prominent measures. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the DGIA, is a price-weighted index. And in Tokyo, the Nikkei is also a price-weighted index. Just about everything else is a value-weighted index. Now some of the more prominent value-weighted indices that we need to know the S&P 500, that's in the United States, the S&P TXX Composite, that's uh, obviously for the TSX, and the NASDAQ Composite are all examples of value-weighted exchanges. So what a price-weighted index would do would be to look at the prices of all the stocks being measured and compare them what their average price might be over the course of the year and see how that average changes. So in this case where we have NUC and we have oil, we can see that the average price um, NUC, let's say at the end of the year, goes up by $2, whereas oil goes down by 1. And what we would see is that at the end of the year, on average, the price of these stocks went up. And so we would say that our price-weighted uh, average would suggest that the price, in fact, had changed and the price had gone up, and we would usually say it had gone up by points, not dollars, but in this case we can see you know the average price has gone up. Index, and using the same example of NUC and oil, I'm just going to write it out here, so if we've got oil, we have NUC, instead it looks at the value of the, uh, of the stock, and it gives a little bit more, it gives more weight to um, the stocks that has the highest value. So if we've got oil with 2,000 shares available and NUC with 1,000, if we were to say at the beginning of the year use the same prices, well, oil at the beginning of the year is $5, NUC at the beginning, uh, pardon me, oil at the beginning of the year is $5, NUC at the beginning of the year is $4, Or oil is four dollars. Pardon me. Nuck is five. 
what's the value? Well, we can see that oil would be worth 8,000, NUC would be worth 5,000, and then our value weighted average would just take a look at that average value and in this case the average price of these stocks would be six thousand five hundred dollars if we were to move then towards the end of the year and ask the same question so let's say that oil had gone down from four dollars had gone down to three and NUC from five dollars had gone up to seven then by the end of the year the value of these of course is going to change so oil with two thousand shares worth five dollars each or worth three dollars each pardon me oil at the end of the year would be worth six thousand NUC with a thousand shares available worth seven dollars each would be worth seven thousand dollars and overall we would see an average even though one had gone up and the other had gone down an average of six thousand five hundred so what we would see would be no change